You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. A, B, C, D, E, F, you and your mom and your sister and your job and your friend and Let me tell you, if there's one song that's fucking popular in England, it's that song. A, B, C, D, F, U, and your mom, and your sister, and I heard it about a thousand times, so you'd think that I would know the words, but I don't. It is catchy, but holy shit, they play it every other song in England. Hey guys, I'm back, living off of 10 hours of sleep and a prayer, which seems like a lot in comparison to, you know, how much sleep I get on a regular basis. But let me let me just back it up. I'm starting at the end of the trip. Let's start at the beginning of the trip. So I've been gone for two weeks, which seems like a seems like a lifetime in a moment like this. So the trip started out not strong because we left. I was crying until we got to probably Fairfield. We got to the airport. We checked everything in. We had some drinks. Really, Brett did. I Brett has to drink before a flight. Like he has to get pretty well lit because he has really bad anxiety about flying. I, on the other hand, get really bad motion sickness. So I'm not trying to like go hard. We sat down at this bar in San Francisco airport and the bartender started talking to us and um, he even like gave us a homie hookup. Tell me why Brett got five beers. I got a glass of wine and two drinks and the bill was $142. I repeat $142. So expensive. We should have gotten the lounge, but we didn't. We ended up doing that on the way home, but that's we haven't got there yet. So I digress. So we get on the flight. Brett pretty much sleeps the entire way. Good for him. I don't. I watched Magic Mike on the airplane. No fucking shame in my game. Brett is chatting it up to the guy that's next to him who totally reminded me of Cousin Greg from Succession. Everything Brett, everything Brett said, he kept saying, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's really cool. And I just kept pretending like I was asleep because I didn't want to talk to him. I got off that 10-hour flight without saying one word to that stranger. Not a single word. Didn't look at him. Didn't make eye contact. I wanted no piece of it. But Brett and him, like, just kept... Brett was showing him pictures of Benny. Oh, just... just I just... I just want to know part of it. I'm really happy that we did upgrade to all this extra leg room. But let me tell you something. British Airways... They are sticklers about the rules. Like normally on a flight, I just cover myself up with a blanket and I go to sleep. Well, because we were in the emergency exit, we had like a ton of leg room. There wasn't even a wall in front of us. It was just um, where the uh, the fucking flight attendants, where they sit like for landing and takeoff or whatever. So with that being said, there's nowhere to stow our baggage. We had to put it up in the overhead bins. So... <clears throat> Also with that, I can't like set my neck pillow down there. I couldn't set anything down there. So everything kind of had to be on my lap. So I put my neck pillow on and I put my jacket over me because they didn't give us blankets on the flight there. They were kind of assholes on the flight there. And I've really noticed that I don't like male flight attendants. It was all males that were handling us on the flight there. And they're just bitchy and like catty and they have attitude and they're not friendly. So anyways, I <clears throat> I cover myself with my jacket and they're like, you can't you can't cover yourself. We need to see your seatbelt. And that 
cords buckled. And they were like, you, we, you have to put your neck pillow up. And I'm like, what? Like, what? And then every time I did kind of doze off, they came over and woke me up, which is why I didn't get any sleep and said, we need to make sure that your seatbelts fastened because there was a lot of turbulence. So I had to lift up my jacket, show them that I had my seatbelt on. So I was like, what's the fucking point of sleeping? So I put a, a movie on. I watched Magic Mike Double XL since there's a new Magic Mike that's going to be coming out. I figured, why the hell not get caught up on the saga? Can't remember the storylines. Can't remember jack shit. So with zero shame, I watched Magic Mike. No shame at all. There was a child sitting behind me. Don't care. <clears throat> we finally got there, got off the plane, went and got our rental car. They're very trusting in that country. They were, we signed all the paperwork for the rental car and they were like, okay, well, it's in Bay F6 and the keys are inside the car. I'm like, wait, the keys are inside the car? No one came out and looked at the car with us. That's just it. You just get in it and go. All righty. And we flew into Heathrow. So that's about like four hours away from where Brett's parents live, which is give or take, depending on traffic. I did sleep on the car ride there. So that was really nice. And we got to Brett's mom's. I can't really walk you through the day by day because we were there for two weeks, so I can't really remember a lot. But what I do know is um, there. Oh, wait, let me go back. Let me go back. I did. I did write down some notes and I just figured that I didn't write anything about the first couple of days because the first couple of days like, OK, wait, let me I'm getting ahead of myself. So we get to the San Francisco airport and we had to upload all this stuff on this app called Verifly. I know I talked about it before. So I had never looked at the picture that Brett took on the on my Verifly on the app. He literally looks like he's in prison. I'm going to upload the picture to What the Chuck podcast, even though he's going to be really upset. Um, I was laughing so hard when I saw this picture. I was like, you look like you just like you look like you're on your way to San Quentin. Like, what's wrong with you? Why does your face look like that? Why didn't you take another picture? Like, this isn't like a, a passport picture where they take it. and You're just stuck with it. Like he could have taken as many pictures as he wanted like this is on my phone anyways um then once we get through security at San Francisco airport Brett's whole thing was for Christmas he was going to buy me a purse he was going to buy me a Vivian Westwood when we went to England but um we passed a Gucci after we got through duty free and I was like oh tax free why don't you buy me a Gucci like obviously joking around and he was like well I mean if you want one I was like Brett Gucci's going to be so expensive and he was like no they're going to be like 400 500 dollars I'm like okay so we go into Gucci obviously no one's in there because no one's ever in any of those stores we walk in and I see a bag that I like I was like can you please um can I please see the price tag on that bag so she pulls it down and we look at the price tag it's $3,600 and Brett goes oh that's a little small that's a little small she's looking for something a little bigger and he whispers in my ear turn around let's get the fuck out of here and so I was like thanks for uh, letting me see it or whatever And we walk out and I'm like oh my god I'm like really it's a little small I was like I'm wearing a tie-dye sweatshirt right now with a tie a different color tie-dye backpack and sweatpants I'm pretty sure you didn't need to make up a lie all we needed to say was hi we can't afford that so please put it the fuck back oh my god Brett thinking that it was going to be a $400 for a Gucci purse stop it I wrote down the word Caleb in my um notes but I don't know why see I just write things down and I'm like oh it'll be fine I'll know what that means and then I don't I have no clue what Caleb is 
Um, and then I also wrote down Pantene. There's okay. So this trip, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do a lot. I watched a lot of TV with Brett's parents. I really unplugged. I didn't really check my email. I, I was on social media, but like everyone was asleep when I was awake and vice versa. So it really didn't serve me to be mindless scrolling because I was just now my algorithms all fucked up because I was scrolling when all my friends were asleep. So now all these weird ass people are popping up at the top of my Instagram and I don't like it. So I spent a lot of time this trip just watching TV, watching watching movies, lounging in Brett's parents' living room. And um, one of the commercials I was seeing a lot was for Pantene Pro-V for Hair So Healthy It Shines. Not the slogan there. Also not how you pronounce it there. They pronounce it Pantene. Like I'm not just talking about that's how people say it and they're saying it incorrectly. That's how it's said in the commercials, which really got me thinking. Like there are a couple brands that are different there. Probably more than a couple. There's probably a lot. So when countries take these adverts... Um, commercials, they call them adverts, to the company. So like, let's say, like, who says it correctly? Is it us or is it England? Because obviously these commercials got approved by Pantene. And so if they said it wrong, they would be like, hey, that's wrong. Redo it. But both of the both of the countries have commercials saying it two different ways. So are we like, I just don't understand how that can possibly be a thing. Anyways, um, one of the first days that we were there, Brett had plans to go out with all of his friends. And typically in years past, I would have gone too. But I'm just like kind of over it right now. I wasn't really in the mood to party. Brett needed to have this time with his friends. We spent every waking second to- second together. I, the last thing that he wanted me or the last thing that we both needed was me worrying about like how crazy he was going to go and him worrying about me going, do you really need another drink? So instead, I just skipped it. I stayed home with Brett's parents. I don't forget what we did that way today. Oh, his dad has a really cool fish tank. And I never realized, first of all, that fish swam in warm water. I guess it depends on the fish. But also, I never realized how much work fish were. So I think this day, Brett went out. I stayed home and watched Brett's dad do a water change. So every week, he changes half the water in the tank. So he siphons half of the water out and then puts new water in. So Brett's mom made us some lunch. He did the water change. We watched some TV. And then we all went over to Brett's uncle's house who also came to America a couple years ago but that was before I had the podcast so um, any stories that I would have told if I had the podcast didn't get told because I didn't Um, also a little bit of brain fog today because uh, while I'm running off just fumes to be honest with you Um, we all go over to Brett's uncle's house he has like a little summer house in the backyard everyone in England basically has like a little summer house but he had it set up really cool there was a bar back there there was a TV everyone was just playing YouTube and playing different music and we were laughing and dancing and Brett obviously came and met up and we had just like the best night. Brett was making um, shots for everyone and he was calling them different things. Like there was a Spanish dog rat, which was just like Jack Daniels, Jaeger, Coke. Like it was actually disgusting. Every time he would make a drink, people would be like, what is it? And he'd be like, Spanish dog rat. Or I forget what the other ones were, something ferret. And um, they were like, oh, what's in it? And I'm like, it's made up. It's not real. And then also I started making drinks for people there. But keep in mind that in England, the shots, one shot is half of our shot. So I was doing like four count pour when really it should have been a two. So um, Brett's brother's girlfriend, she was fucked up. And she's like, I didn't even have that much to drink. But in all honesty, she was having double what she normally has because I was making them super strong. It was a really good night. We all went home. That was the first night that I got good sleep. I was jet lagged to fuck basically the entire trip. Like I can always fall asleep. I have no problems. When we were at Brett's mom's house, for some reason, I just could not fall asleep. I was laying awake at night. I was really having a lot of anxiety about leaving Chuck and Benny, like a lot more anxiety than I was anticipating. Like I was just up at night like, honestly, ugly crying in bed. 
And and it really hindered my trip in a way because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And then also, like, you know, we have cameras in the house. So we would check in on Benny and like Chuck and obviously the people that were watching them. They weren't here all the time like we are. And so this one day I look at the camera knowing that no one was home and Benny is crying at the door. And I lost it was crying my eyes out. And I said to Brett, we cannot, I can't look at them anymore. Like that's all pur- not the whole purpose of having cameras. Obviously, there's not just to spy on the animals, but you know, it's nice. When, years past when I've gone to England, it's been nice that I can check up on Chuck on the cameras. I can see what he was up to. We've never had gone on a vacation and had Benny, obviously, but that's always been one of the pluses to having cameras inside. Well, this time I was not about that life. I said to Brett, we can't look at the cameras. Um, it's way too hard. I cannot handle it. It's giving me really bad anxiety. Um, And so after we stopped looking at the cameras, I thought that I was going to start to sleep. Nope, still couldn't sleep. I don't know what the hell it was. And then I'm the type of person that like feels guilty watching TV in bed because I don't want to keep anyone awake, even though we were on vacation and who fucking cares. But I would like turn off the TV and like not watch it anymore because I didn't want to keep Brett off a uh, Brett up. Meanwhile, last night, exhausted in bed. Brett's like, I'm just going to watch Oak Island. He has it up on like level 40. I'm like, I need to stop being so considerate because Brett does not give a fuck. Um, Let's see. Let me look at my notes. Oh, that was another thing. I got there and I was like, oh, I'll be able to just like watch my shows because my whole plan going into this was I wasn't going to do everything that Brett did. Like every time I'm always trying to keep up, going to meet up with all of his friends when really I don't need to be there. Like his friends. Yeah, they ask me how I am and they ask me like what a like how's work or whatever. But they are not they don't care about seeing me. Some of them do. But I don't need to go to England and go with Brett to see all of his friends because that's his time to catch up with his friends. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be there. So I just kind of hung back. I was like, I'll bring my laptop. I'll be able to watch some of my shows. No, sir, was not able to because my laptop or my streaming services, my my Hulu app, my HBO Max, they all knew that I was in another country. So I couldn't watch The Bachelorette. I couldn't watch Insecure. I couldn't watch anything. I had this big plan. And everyone's like, just get a VPN. I don't fucking know what a VPN is. I don't know how to do that. So therefore, I did not do that. And I just suffered. Um, I brought a book. My friend Amanda let me have these two or let me borrow these two books. Did not crack into them at all. I don't know why. I just was. First of all, I was sleeping really late because I was really tired because I was up to like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning every night. And then I just felt like a lazy piece of shit and I would take a shower. Oh, it was so nice doing my hair in England. First of all, I don't know if it's because like the water's harder or what the deal is, but Normally when I wash my hair here and I flat iron it, it's good that day. But then the next day it's super greasy. In England, I could last three days before I even have to touch this head with dry shampoo. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but and also so nice doing your hair there because they work off 240 volts, I think. I think that's what it is. So everything's more powerful. So when I blow dry my hair, it's done in seconds. Also, Brett's mom has the Dyson flat iron, which is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I almost told Brett. Actually, I did tell Brett when we were in England. I was like, I don't want a purse anymore. Will you just buy me the Dyson? I found one on the Nordstrom, on the Nordstrom rack app. It's um, refurbished for like $399 or something like that, which is marked down from what it would be if we didn't buy it refurbished. And so he was like, okay. But then I ended up getting a purse in the end because I wanted a Vivian Westwood and it's hard to find Vivian Westwood here. And I could buy a Dyson Airwrap um, straightener at any time. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Dyson 
hair straightener is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It like curves with your hair. It's not super damaging. So I'm definitely going to be buying one in the next couple months or I could just wait for my birthday. I don't really know, but I really want one. It's the most amazing thing ever. Um, so yeah, I couldn't watch my shows. Yeah, I just, I, I was chilling. I can't really tell you what I did that, that first week because I didn't really do that much. Um, and then we went to Brad, Bradford, our, <laughs> Jesus Christ, our friends Becky and Michael live in Bradford, which is like two hours away from Brett, I want to say. And we went to stay at their house, which is so freaking nice. Like, oh my goodness, it was so nice inside. They just um, bought it like a year ago or no, two years ago, and they completely gutted it and then redid it all. And it's, oh my God, they did an amazing job. We went out to this curry place called Akbar's. It's famous. It has really good curries. The food was amazing. Something that really kills me in England though is there's lots of waste. Like we had so much food left over and they just take it. Like you don't get a box. So I I don't know what it is when I go there. Brett's, Brett always gains a bunch of weight when we go. Because he just wants all the things that he hasn't had in a long time. Where I, on the other hand, normally eat less because the, the portions are smaller. I eat slower, which means I realize that I'm full. I don't know. Just things are different. So typically I wouldn't be leaving so much food behind. But this night I only ate like half of my curry and then they take it. They took all my rice. They took all the fries. They took all the curry. And then they just dump it. And that freaking kills me. And then the next day we went to Leeds. And we walked around. We were going to do Christmas shopping. But the fact of the matter is we didn't have room in our suitcase. Like there was no more room in our suitcase for anything. We couldn't fit any heavy presents. So it was just so hard to try to do any Christmas shopping. And also Brett was starting to not feel good at this point. Let me preface this by saying we were doing COVID tests every single day. Brett's parents have a ton at their house. So we were doing them every day. But Brett was not feeling good. It was a combination of like a cough and a cold and also um, a hangover. So when we were at Leeds, there's so much good shopping around there. But Brett was just rushing us. He didn't want to be there. He hates the malls when he's not when he's feeling great. So when he's not feeling good, oh, it's a freaking nightmare. So he was like rushing us through the mall. I didn't really get to shop for anything. And the mall is so cool. There's even a Peloton there. I had no idea. Like I knew there was a Peloton live studio in London. I had no clue that there was one in Leeds. Oh, it was the coolest thing ever. I really wish I would have known. I really wish I could have signed up and taken a class like how fun would that have been because I've never seen the Peloton studio like in real life I know that sounds like the nerdiest thing to get excited over but anyways I was really excited so we came home and then a couple days later we had plans to go to Liverpool which almost got canceled so let me give you a little bit of a backstory here um Brett's met this guy in Sacramento, who's from Liverpool. They met right when Brett moved here. He lived here for a long time with his fiance, and then they moved to Chicago. Um, they stayed with us during the time that I've had this podcast. Sometime during quarantine, they came and stayed with us for a week. It's his friend Jack, and his Jack's fiance's name is Christina. So they were in town as well. And so our plan was to go to Liverpool, meet up with them, and then our friends from Bradford, Becky, Michael, they were going to come as well. Well, all this information didn't get, like, really get relayed to everyone. So Brett forgot to tell. Jack that Becky and Michael were coming he told him last minute Jack said that he booked a table at this restaurant for four and he wasn't sure if he could change the reservation Brett wasn't feeling good Jack was worried about COVID and like being around a bunch of people and so everything almost got canceled which honestly I was kind of fine with because as you can tell I've had a pretty chill vacation up until this point like I haven't really done much not really raging haven't drank a lot like I'm really just taking this time to relax spending time with Brett's parents which was really nice that was like the highlight of my trip was spending time with Brett's parents like watching movies and TV shows and just like 
vegging. Like, honestly, that was really all I wanted to do. And it was accomplished. So um, we tried to cancel. And then, OK. And then another thing that happened was I'm I really am just out of order because I'm, I'm trying to remember everything, but it's really hard. So another thing that happened that was kind of like a deterrent for this Liverpool trip is we were supposed to stay at this hotel. Well, the hotel was going to be under construction, so they moved us to a hotel right across the street. And so I tried to cancel it on those premises and they weren't going to let us like that basically was like or under those pretenses. That's what I meant to say, not premises. Um, I was just like, hey, you guys moved us like we don't really want to stay at this hotel. So can you give us our money back? They said they were going to call us back and they never did. And then last minute, everyone was just kind of like, fuck it, let's just go. So the reason that Brett didn't really want to go is because he wasn't feeling good. And it's a super far drive. It took us like three and a half, four hours to get there. Actually, it was more like four hours because Brett took a wrong turn and we had to go under this tunnel and over this bridge. It was like really far. And then we had to turn around and come back over it to get where we needed to be. The hotel that we stayed at when we got into the lobby, it was super nice in the lobby. I took pictures and videos of it. Then we got into the room and the room was just kind of meh. It looked it was kind of creeped me out it kind of felt like a college room um and they they just put like a little bit of nice furniture in there to make it look high class when really it wasn't but anyways we got into the room we got ready and we went to go meet everyone to go to this dinner so we get to the restaurant or we get to the area where the restaurant is and we can't really find it and it's pouring rain so we ask someone and the guy's like oh that's where you're going well there's celebrity chefs inside I was like oh shit super excited to eat this food so we go into the restaurant it's super dark I keep saying super super um there's There's all these cooks behind in the kitchen and the kitchen's like very visible when you walk in. It's very dark. It's very moody. It kind of had me like a Bandera vibe, to be honest with you. Sat down. The cocktail menu was amazing. Started ordering these cocktails. We're probably sitting down for 30 minutes getting drinks before they bring us over to our table. So we all sit at the table and they give us menus. And the first thing that I notice is that it's a tasting menu and it says like 90 pounds per person. Well, there's not a real menu. That's the only option. It is just a tasting menu. And Jack's like, oh, did I forget to tell you guys that's what type of place this was? Which was fine for me and Brett. But Becky was not down with anything on the menu. I don't Michael seemed to be okay, but um, it just wasn't what we were expecting. And then we ended up being there for three and a half hours. I'll put a menu up at What the Chuck podcast. I plan on doing, I think, a couple different posts that kind of outline the trip. I'm going to do a real a little video of things that happened and then also the pictures that I took. I can't I don't really know how I'm going to play it yet. Just depends on when I get done and then how my night goes from here. But um. Yeah, by the time you listen to it, there might not be pictures up. I'm going to work on it tonight. Just depends. I'm going to put this up right after I'm done. It's 5 p.m. right now. So I'm assuming that by the time I'm done, a lot of you probably aren't going to listen because it's going to be in the evening. Oh, my God. Sorry, Brett got home from the store and shit got wild. Anyways, I'll put the menu up and everything at What the Chuck podcast so that you can see. So it was just kind of awkward because not everyone was on the same page and I felt bad for Becky. Like here we were like making a big deal about this meal and then it turned out being things that she wasn't even going to like. So the first thing was um, you had optional oysters, which I opted in for because I love oysters. It was like an additional $15 per person and you got three. When I tell you these were the biggest oysters I have ever seen in my life, like they were huge. Normally you just get like, a, you know, a little piece of oyster These were massive. I thought all in all the food was pretty good. Would I go back? Probably not. Um, actually definitely not like it was good it was very tasty but we were there forever it was very small portions Um, although some of the meals were really really good some of them were just like okay I don't know I would have rather 
gone to another restaurant that was in the area. Like we pa- it's, it was in this dock and there's a bunch of restaurants in this area. And we passed by a few that looked so good. Like there was one place that looked like it was like a burger joint, like an upscale burger joint. I don't know. I just feel like there would have been better options in the area that everyone would have enjoyed. That wouldn't have been eight hundred dollars. That's how much the bill was at the end, like 800 and something. Anyways, at this point, when we're like in the middle of the meal, I had had a lot to drink. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I was like, I don't know where the bathrooms are. So Michael was like, I'm going follow me and I'll show you. So we're going over to the bathroom area. He points to a bathroom. So I just immediately go in because I had to pee really bad. And I go to the bathroom and I stand up. And I go to flush and like the flusher is spinning all around. Well, the flushers in England, first of all, there's no toilet seat covers. Second of all, the bathrooms are all really small, like narrow. Like, Jesus Christ, can I spread my legs to sit on the toilet? Like my knees are just always so like close together. All the bathrooms, all the stalls are just really narrow. I can't explain it. So I stand up and I'm looking and this I just I can't figure out how to flush it. But like I said, some of the flushers in England are in interesting places. The way that you operate them are interesting. So I was just like, okay, Megan, let's come on, be smarter than the toilet. Cannot figure it out. So I see this like red cord and I'm like, maybe this flushes it. I don't know. And if nothing else, it's the light. So I'll just turn the light off so that when someone walks in, if they happen to be waiting right outside the door, they won't automatically notice that the toilet hasn't flushed. So I pull the cord, this red cord, and an alarm starts going off and I'm freaking the fuck out. Alarm starts going off. It's really loud. I look at the wall and I see there's a button that says reset that's also flashing. So I press that and I leave the bathroom immediately. Go back to the table and I tell everyone what just happened and they're all dying laughing. Michael was like, that was the disabled toilet. When I pointed to it, I said, don't go in that one. Go into the next one. But I didn't hear him say that. I just had to go so bad that I walked in. And everyone's like, those cords are for people that go into the bathroom that are disabled and that like if they have an accident or they fall, they can push that, they can pull that cord for help. So I'm like, oh my God, I feel like such an idiot. I thought that either that flushed the toilet or that it was to turn the light off. So I tell them that the handle was broken and they're like, oh, Megan, I bet you it wasn't broken. So Michael goes back to that bathroom and turns on the light. And indeed, he realizes that the the flusher, the toilet flushy thing, it is broken. And then he also takes a video of the cord um, on the table. I pulled the table or I pulled the cord completely off of the light switch. So it was like broken and the alarm's still sounding. It's not a constant alarm. It's just a beep. Beep! Like every so often, I'm assuming that they would have had to replace the cord and reset something on their end. Like I'm talking about the restaurant in order for it to be like fully functional again. So the entire night when we were at the restaurant, every time someone got up and went to the bathroom, they were hearing that beep, beep. It's just a constant reminder that I had gone into the disabled bathroom, pulled a cord that was meant to be for help and then left it. So that was super embarrassing. Then we go out to this cocktail bar, this not a cocktail bar. It's just a bar after the restaurant. And we got some drinks there, but it was like super mellow. Not a lot of people inside. So we decided to go somewhere else. So we go into this other bar and um, Jack is immediately uncomfortable. Too many people there. So he decides to leave. And then Brett was loving the atmosphere. But Becky, Michael and I weren't like I need a cocktail bar. I don't want to go somewhere where I can just order beers because I'm not going to order a beer. And then I'm going to sober up. And I was having I was I had a nice little buzz going. So we find another bar called Balls Deep and we really wanted to go. There's like a ball pit inside craft cocktail. So we were like, let's walk there. So we walk there. It's closed. And then from there on out, we just have 
hella trouble trying to figure out where to go. Walking all around, tons of places are dead. Lots of places are checking for vaccine, which is fine. But they look they were looking for the vaccine passport, which Brett and I don't have because we don't live in England. So we didn't want to wait in a long line only to be turned away. So we ended up going back to the area where we had initially started. We go into this bar. Um, there was this like 60 year old woman trying to make out with this like 20. year Actually, no, she was not trying to make out with him. She was trying to make out with her. It was like this 20, 20 year old guy trying to put the moves on like this 60 something year old woman. We were all watching that. Then we just ended up going back to our hotel room because really we had exhausted all of our options. It was either like two pack. They weren't letting anyone else in too close. They were closing or they were checking vaccine passports. So we just went back to the hotel. Brett wasn't feeling good anyways. So we get into bed. We go to sleep. Brett and I wake up at like 7.30 a.m. Brett snoozed it for another half an hour. We got on the road at 8 and went back to Brett's mom's house. So that whole day, I'm pretty sure we didn't really do anything. We watched the new... I don't know. What did we watch? We watched a bunch of movies while we were there. But at this point, Don't Look Up hadn't come out yet. So I'm not really sure what we did watch. But anyways, we watched something and then we went to bed. So on the next day is Christmas Eve. So 7.30 a.m., the I wake up and I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, something doesn't feel right. Go back to bed. My alarm goes off at 8 because we were supposed to meet up with some other friends for brunch. And I was really excited to go to this restaurant. It's called The Brunch Club. I had seen pictures because one of Brett's friends had posted a lot about it or he had been a couple times and posted on his Instagram. And the food looked really good. So I was really excited to go to this spot. So my alarm goes off to get ready and I feel sick as fuck, like so sick. And so I'm like, oh, wow, that's really weird. Don't know what's happening. I'm just going to take a shower. I'm sure it's just like the residual leftover from Liverpool because we did drink a lot. I wasn't like super hungover, but I didn't feel great the day before. So take a shower. I'm about ready to rinse the shampoo or the conditioner out of my hair. And I feel so fucking dizzy. Like I feel like I'm going to fall at any second. So I turn off the water, wrap a towel around me, go into the room that we're staying in and lay on the ground like just in soaking wet, lay on the ground for a good 30 minutes. I finally get the strength to stand up and I run into the bathroom and I'm sick. Just, oh my God, violently ill. So I brush my hair with the conditioner still in it and I just get in bed. This is Christmas Eve. That's where I was the entire rest of the day. Didn't get up besides to go to the bathroom. Couldn't eat anything like just slept and watched movies in bed all day. And I was really looking forward to the steaks. We were supposed to go get a curry to this um, restaurant where Brett's mom always sends me videos. There's a waiter there and he participated in Brett's uh, birthday video. And so I was really excited to go in there and meet him. And then we were going with a couple other people that I hadn't met, but I just could not get out of bed. So I just stayed in bed. I watched The Holiday twice. I watched Home Alone. I watched, oh, I just watched a bunch of Christmas movies and then finally went to sleep. And then the next day, Um, Christmas Day, still wasn't feeling well, feeling well enough to get up. I took a COVID test. Everything was negative. This whole time, we're like, what could it be? Could it be food poisoning? But Brett and I had ate the exact same things. Could it be a stomach virus? Well, Brett wasn't sick. I was the only one. We finally landed on possibly more than likely the oysters being the culprit because I've eaten the exact same thing as Brett. Um, he was fine. I mean, he had like a cold, but it was nothing, not like a stomach issue. I couldn't keep anything down. I had no appetite. So we decided that it was the oyster. So Christmas Day, I'm able to, you know, take a shower. I feel fine. I felt so bad because Brett's mom had prepaid for this Christmas dinner at this nice hotel. Um, it was like a 
four or five course meal. Everything that came, I like took little bites, but I just felt like I was going to be sick everywhere. So basically just pushed my food around the plate, didn't really eat much, which was very unfortunate because I was really looking forward to it. Came back that night. We watched Don't Look Up on Netflix, which I thought was really good. Um, We watched a lot of The Undateables on Netflix, which is the show that Brett had been telling me about for a while. I didn't know that it was available. It's similar to Love is, not Love is Blind. Um, Love, gosh, what's the one in Australia where it follows the people that are dating? Um, that most of them have disabilities and it follows like people with autism that are in the dating world. Anyways, there's one that was really popular on Netflix and this is on Netflix as well, but it's popular in England and it was on basic cable. Like this wasn't just a Netflix show, but it was put onto Netflix. So we watched a lot of that, went to bed that night and then the next day, Boxing Day, which is just huge in England. Um, Everyone, you know, drinks a lot, eats a lot. This is like a big day to spend with families. Brett's mom had this plan to do a running buffet. So the whole time that we were there, the fridge was full and it was all full of food that she was going to be making on Boxing Day. Meat pies, pizzas, chips, dips, um, chicken, sausage, stuffing, like all things for Boxing Day. Brett's mom woke up early, made this huge spread of food, and I literally made myself this massive plate, probably took four bites and just couldn't do it. Could not freaking do it. I don't know what the heck was wrong with me. I just felt so freaking sick. Like I cannot explain it. Every time I took a bite of food, I instantly felt like I was going to be sick. I never got sick after the after Christmas Eve. It was just that day, but I just couldn't eat anything. <laughs> she made a pumpkin pie, especially for me because she knows I love pumpkin pie. Didn't even eat it. Not even a bite. She bought all this, all this alcohol, stuff to make Aperol spritz. I didn't drink at all. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't stomach it. And so I just felt so bad. So we watched a bunch of movies. We watched Dirty Dancing, which I hadn't seen since I was a kid. Everyone talks about Patrick Swayze, but man, the dad, baby's dad in that movie, he's a freaking looker. I tweeted that and my dad liked it. I'm like, that's awkward because he's probably older than you. Tight. We were actually staying up pretty late every night, like watching stuff on TV. Um, and this particular night, Brett had drank a lot and he's always fidgeting with his wedding ring. And he's done this before. Luna Lounge, he was fidgeting with his ring and he lost it. And we were sitting outside and we were panicking because it was dark. Luckily, we found it. But all of a sudden, Brett's like, <gasps> and we're like, what? He dropped his wedding ring in the couch, which you think no big deal, right? Well, we couldn't find it. We tipped the couch upside down. Brett cut into the bottom of the couch and the ring was like nowhere to be found. And so, oh my gosh, it was chaos for about 30 minutes until we finally got it back. And um, that night went to bed and then the next day was our final day and it just kind of sucks because it just came to an abrupt end after I had not been feeling good for a few days. We got to hang out with our niece who was scared to death of us at first and then she finally came around and started to like us right as we're getting ready to leave. So um, this wasn't always the plan for Brett's brother and his girlfriend and then our niece to come over on the final day because we kind of thought like, well, if she's scared of us, you know, we don't want to. It's just like, you know, when a little kid's scared of you, you don't want to force them. And that's exactly what we were trying to do the whole time we were there is we just kind of ignored her. We let her come to us. That's kind of what you have to do with cats as well. Like don't pay them any attention and they'll come around to you. So the final day comes around and Brett's brother and his girlfriend and our niece comes over again and we play with her. We order some pizzas and then they leave and we kept saying to Brett, okay, you need to go get some sleep. You need to get some sleep. But Brett is just like a hyper person. He doesn't want to miss anything. He definitely doesn't want to miss the last few hours with his parents. So instead of going to sleep, he stays up. 
I stay up as well, but I'm allowed to because I'm not driving. I'm, I don't know how to drive on the wrong side of the road. I don't know how to drive a manual. So all of a sudden, the plan was to leave at 1.30. Well, then Brett... 1.30 comes around and Brett's like, I need to close my eyes just for a little bit. A little bit turns into an hour that he's trying to close his eyes. He can't do it. And then it's time for us to get on the road. And he's panicking because he's had no sleep. When I tell you guys, it was the scariest drive to the airport because it, the GPS took us on some backcountry roads. It was so foggy. It was raining so hard. There were no lights on these roads. Brett was so tired, was not feeling good because he was full of anxiety about leaving. I was still wide awake because I had been jet lagged most of the trips, but I was annoyed with Brett because I had been telling him we had all been telling him to go to sleep and he didn't. And so now here it is the final hour and he's struggling to stay awake while he's dry. It was just a freaking nightmare. We had no other option. Pulling over onto the side of the road wasn't safe. We were um, trying to look for a place to pull over. So it's not like it is in America where there's all these exits with all these different businesses and fast food joints and houses and stuff. No, they have these things called services. So it's like services in 20 miles and you get off on the service. And that's where the gas stations are. That's where the fast food places are. It's like a rest stop, basically. Well, because we were on these like back roads, we weren't coming across a ton of services. So Brett's like, I really need to pull over and I need to just shut my eyes for 30 minutes. We need to find a services. Well, we never ended up finding one. So all this kind of back and forth and detours and trying to find services and making a couple wrong turns just ended up taking us to the rental car place in in London, which is, again, like four hours away from where we started. So we drove four hours, get to the rental car, rental car place, get on the shuttle, get to the airport. And at this point, Brett and I are fucked up. Like we are so tired. Our stomachs are super upset. Um, Brett's coughing. We had all this chaos with the COVID tests and my name being wrong. And oh, my God, it was just it was literally a nightmare. Well, we had paid a um, hundred dollars to go into the the British Airways lounge when we got there. Well, we get there and we are too sick to even do anything. Like I, my stomach's so upset. I'm just laying on the booth. Brett doesn't eat anything. We both had a glass of water. I got a plate of food. It was disgusting. Like it was not worth it. So we end up just leaving and going over to our gate. We sit there. We get on the flight. Luckily, the flight home, we slept a lot. I slept essentially the entire flight home um, and Brett slept for like five hours. Normally, like I said, Brett has a drink lock to get on a flight, but he was pretty sober. So that was another cause of his anxiety. But the flight ended up going smooth for for both of us. It just took a really long time. Then we get back to San Francisco. We were like, do we even want to chance it trying to wait for the shuttle to go back to our car? Should we just get a cab? I was like, fuck it. I don't want to wait for a shuttle to get to our car to then drive home. I want to try to beat rush hour in San Francisco. So let's just go over to the cab. Wouldn't you know it? While we're waiting in the cab line, we see the shuttle on the next level pulling away like if we would have just gone to go get in the shuttle we would have caught it in time so we end up getting in a taxi going to our car driving home which took about three hours and then the whole way home, we're like, what are we going to get for dinner? Brett's like, let's just get sandwiches. So I was going to do a DoorDash for Beach Hut. So we get home. So excited to see Benny. I'm leaving so much out. Maybe I'll think of more stuff next week when I'm recording. I just wanted to get an episode out today with like a general outline of the trip. Um, and like I said, it's kind of underwhelming because I I didn't do a ton. Like I... I chilled. Anyways, we get home. Benny is so excited to see us. Chuck is so excited to see us. We get all of our suitcases inside. DoorDash, um, I see them at the door. 
I get a text saying that our DoorDash has been delivered. So I open the door and it's the wrong order. And so I run out after the guy and I'm like, this order is for Brian. And I'm like, my order was from Beach Hut. He's like, I never went to Beach Hut. It was this whole debacle. I had to wait 10 minutes to chat to someone from DoorDash to get our money back. Brett ended up driving to Beach Hut to pick up our DoorDash delivery. And then... I could only eat half of my sandwich. Like, I just I just don't know what's up with me. Like, my stomach is fucked up. I feel like I'm going to be sick every time I eat something. I don't know what the deal is. So, um, ate the ate half of my sandwich, got a shower, brushed my teeth, which was much needed after like over 24 hours worth of traveling. And then I was like, let's watch Yosemite, not Yosemite, you guys, Yellowstone. And I was like, fuck that. Cannot watch Yellowstone. I'm so tired. I can't even keep my eyes open. So Brett and I got to bed, went into bed. I'm, I feel delirious right now when I'm recording this. I cannot even. Um, we get in bed. I fall asleep immediately. I sleep for probably 10 hours. Wake up this morning pretty early, which I was fine with because I want to get back onto a nice sleeping schedule. Even though I never got acclimated to the time there, I still feel all out of whack because right now, let's see what time is it there. Let me look at my world clock. Mm, I could just do the math, but it's 121 there. So, yeah, I wouldn't even be asleep. I'd be trying to go to sleep right now if I were there, but I'm just all fucked up. So anyways, I wake up this morning, unpack everything, do laundry, reorganize the house. Um, the cleaners got here, took Benny for a walk. He was an absolute nightmare. Went to go get adjusted. Oh, got Benny a raincoat that he broke while we were on the walk. And then did my show for today. And now I'm doing this. Then we're going to eat dinner and go to bed because I actually have to work tomorrow. And I've heard that um, it's busy at work right now. So I'm absolutely dreading it. Um, and that's basically the end of that. So that's my my trip in a nutshell. I'm sure that there's lots of things that I'm forgetting but then again, maybe not because I really only did like three big things when I was there. I went to Br- Brett's uncle's house for that night. We went to Bradford. We went to Leeds or no. Yeah, we went to Bradford and Leeds. That was kind of the same day. And then Liverpool. And then all the rest of the days that I had plans, I was really looking forward to Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And those were the days that I was sick. So fucking sucks. I just think that when first of all it's the longest I've ever been on vacation people in England they get like six weeks a year for vacation when here it's you know two weeks max typically at least that's all I've ever had unless I've banked it and not used it so two weeks was a really long time for me to be gone I was really missing the animals um and once I started to feel sick adding that into the equation like I just I wanted to be at home. I wanted to be in my bed. Like all I kept thinking the day that I was sick on Christmas Eve is like, how bad does this suck? Christmas Eve, you know, everyone's gone. They're out having their meal and stuff, which is fine. I didn't want anyone to stay with me. Like what would they, you know, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't, I was happy to be by myself because I was feeling so sick. I didn't, couldn't, didn't want to talk to anyone. But like here I am Christmas Eve laying in bed watching Christmas movies. It's not my bed. All I could think about was like, if I were at home and not feeling good, Chuck would be laying on me. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than being sick on like a holiday at the tail end of your holiday and being so far from home. I have to say, one thing that this trip gave me was a lot of perspective. 
because I was having such a hard time with Chuck and Benny and because I wasn't feeling good and just like taking all that into an account into account, I do have a lot more respect for Brett having moved here on a whim without knowing anyone being so far from home. I've always like respected him and been so grateful that he was the one to do that. But I don't think I've ever really realized how hard it was until this trip because it was long, longer than we've ever been. And because I was missing two animals that can't even talk to me. He has this whole time been missing his family and his friends. Like, I don't know. It just gave me a lot of perspective into, you know, kind of what Brett's gone through for the past four years now because I was feeling really deflated at the end of the trip. And I had been there for two weeks. And a lot of that did have to do with Chuck and Benny and then being sick. Had had I not been checking the camera and missing the animals and had I not gotten sick, it probably would have been a totally different story. But I don't know. It just sucks that that's how it turned out. And I used up all my vacation time. <laughs> Every single last drop. I just really wish that I wouldn't have ate that fucking oyster. Because that really killed, like, I was so excited. The whole trip, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. The days that I'm going to, like, go hard or the days that I'm going to, like, you know, the days that I'm looking forward to are Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. And all those days, like, Christmas Day and Boxing Day were still fun. I got out of bed. Everything was fine. I just couldn't eat anything. I just, you know, I bought these really nice chocolate liqueurs from Hotel Chocolat, and I was so excited to drink them. I couldn't drink anything. I just feel like... It was the worst timing. Like, why, why, why? Why did I have to get sick at the tail end of the trip? You know? Anyways. So, yeah, that's what it was. I'm going to put up like a little video highlight. I make reels now. I don't know if you know. Oh, and that was another thing. Everyone took such good care of Benny and Chuck. My niece got Benny a um, birthday cake because his birthday was the day before yesterday. She sang him happy birthday. Um, I'll put a video of that up on my Instagram because it's so cute. She had a cake in one hand and a toy in the other. She gave Benny the toy and he walked away. <laughs> and she was like, wait, but there's more. Um, Kaylin was like, Benny really is the best friend I've ever had. She brought over this little girl that she nannies. And she said that this little girl, her favorite dog, because like Kaylin, her favorite dog that Kaylin looks after is this dog named Honey, and now her favorite is Benny. But anyways, Kaylin was like, I can see why Brett says Benny's the best friend he ever, ha he ever had, because he really is the best friend I've ever had. I feel like everyone got really attached to Benny, which I just love. I actually, it's weird. I feel like Benny's acting a little weird towards us. Like, he's kind of gotten used to their routines. Brett and I go to bed really early. Like, shit's just different. And I feel like he misses them in a way. Like, today when Benny and I set off for our walk, he kept looking behind him. I feel like he was looking for my niece or for Kaylin. Um, um, so they just took such great care of him. I'm so grateful for them. Like, I'm so thankful that they were in such good hands. Another thing that everyone was making fun of me for during this trip, like, I just, I was so worried about everything. Like, I am such a type A personality. I have to be in control of everything. So the fact that I was so far away and out of control was just not good for me. I need to find a better way to manage this on trips going forward, because obviously there's lots of trips in my future to England, and I just need a better way to manage, like, my stress and anxiety surrounding leaving them. But um, I was telling everyone about the letter that I left for 
Kaylin and 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 Bailey when I was gone and it was a six page letter on how to care for them and we read it when we were out drinking in Liverpool and Christina was like um the she was like I quote the bed the room that you're staying in the corners of the bed are really sharp so please be careful when you're walking around the bed like it's just excessive like I just I just need to learn to let go a little bit maybe I need to go to therapy regarding this matter I was actually thinking about that the other day how I have like a lot of things that I would feel like I would benefit going back to therapy, but it's just finding the time now. When I was going before, I didn't have a job, so I had all the time in the world. Now, I don't know how I can work it all into my life, even though that should be a priority. But anyways, I um, also sent my niece this super long text when she was getting ready to take over because Kaylin watched Benny the first, Chuck and Benny the first half, and then my niece took over. And I sent her the longest text I'm pretty sure I've ever sent in the history of life. And I was showing everyone like when I was drunk, and then that's what made me pull up the letter. And everyone was like, you're actually psychotic. So going forward, I need to find a way to manage that a little better Um, and hopefully that'll just lighten the load and let me like be able to enjoy myself a little more because I'm telling you like the first three days it wasn't just me it was Brett too like we were having a really hard time obviously Brett was like excited to see his friends and stuff so he had things to take his mind off of it but I was thinking about it nonstop. finally I did let go a little bit but Huh, it's just really hard. I, d- I don't know how people do things without their kids or how people do things without their animals. Like I really never hear anyone talking about going on vacation and missing their animals. Maybe that's because they're not gone for very long. But I feel like we need to talk about this more. What, what are ways that you manage it? Because it was really hard for me and I don't want it to be going forward. All right. Well, I need to go take a shower and eat dinner and go to bed because I feel it's so weird. I got such a good night's sleep, but I feel delirious. Can't explain it. I'm sure if you've ever been jet lagged, you know the feeling. But here we are with an almost 50 minute episode. Look at me go. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.